How are we on here, buddy? <laughs> I'm not getting a clear signal from you. The song's just too good. Everybody's wrapped up in it, huh? Dark Side coming in strong with that one, man. So uh, that is probably by far the best song that he's come into. I would definitely say that, even though the, he's not sitting here with us right now. I had to take a call real quick. So uh, we'll get to introducing uh, Jamie Dark Side Guida here in a second. Welcome to Moto X Pod Show, guys. Brought to play. you by. Keep letting it play. Brought to you by Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab, and our new honorary sponsor, TPJ Racing. Ted Parks and the boys over there, they treated me and Jamie good this weekend, TJ. Dude, it sounds like y'all had an absolute blast. We did, we did. It was the first race we've uh, officially gone and covered as a, uh, a media outlet, if you will, or whatever the hell we are. What? I don't know if we're a media outlet, but your photos were media outlet quality. I, I don't say that lightly, like I was telling you. Oh, wow. I'm a photographer myself for a long time, and dude, like, oh, really good. It. That's the first time I've ever done anything like that with a, with a real camera. Beginner's luck. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like I would just like zone in. I was like, I'm going to shoot this. I'm going to shoot that. I'm going to shoot that. I'm going to shoot this. I'm going to shoot that. And it wasn't even the action shots that were the coolest. It was... Uh, it was the other stuff, the pit stuff you see. So, guys, uh, we'll put them on the uh, Moto X Pod Show Facebook page here shortly. I've got them on my page. I tagged Jamie and uh, TJ in them. But, they were uh, awesome. Yeah, for sure. Guys, I'm your host, Mark Poole. Sitting to my left, not that you can see that, is uh, producer extraordinaire, Mr. TJ Smith. TJ, what's up? I just love how I come on the show as producer extraordinaire. We need to have the mic running about what y'all are saying the whole time before the show. Well, we have to have everybody think we actually have our shit together. Oh, You know what I'm saying? So, sitting to my right, number three on the list, number one in our hearts. He had to jump out for a second, but he's back. Jamie Darkside Guida. What's up, Jamie? What's going on, man? Sorry, I had a little personal business to handle real quick. Hey, you do what you do, man. It's all good. All good. Superstar. We work around. We work around. Jamie. He had to talk to his publicist, guys. It, it was. It was a. You know about a about a uh, appearance that's, that's coming up. Another autograph signing. Another autograph signing. So. Jamie, What's best up? intro song you've picked so yeah, far. Yeah, you like that one? Cool. That, that's uh, yeah, dude. Badlands is amazing. That's seriously definitely amazing. one of my favorite, and, very, and they're a very underrated band, or were an underrated band. Ray Gillen died few years i don't remember how many years ago now but the it's singer wow yeah it was like yeah. 89 or 90 right i think the first album came out in like 89 oh wow yeah it's been a while it's all the good musicians just <laughs> go early it sucks then we get kanye he gets to like stay alive and isn't he gonna be president or something yeah sure <laughs> but uh sh- sure yeah. he's the president of his own mind that's for sure it's obvious there but uh Man, the Thunder Valley Lakewood National has come and gone, and I'm going to tell you what, if you weren't there or you haven't watched it, you are missing out. Blake Baggett put on a damn clinic out there. and uh, Pretty awesome to watch. Yep, yep. 
That pass he put on Eli Tomac for the lead in Moto2 is the best pass I have ever seen any race, <laughs> bar none. Well, Literally, we, it was ridiculous. We awesome. all love the Pulp Show, Racer Eck, all that kind of stuff. You've got to go pay attention to his interviews that he has done since then. The dude has got confidence. Now, I don't know if he's trying to talk himself into having this he's confidence. He's got his guns aimed at Eli Tomac. If, if, if he really, really believes the things he's saying is not just having fun with it and learn... Oh, my God. And he can keep that going? It's crazy. That'd be a dangerous... Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be stoked to see it because, I mean, he's been one of my favorite riders since the 250 days. Yeah. Well, you haven't heard the El Chupacabra um, moniker be thrown around as much. All of a sudden, this weekend, it's back like yeah, it never right, left. You know? right. Yeah, and I think the crazy thing was is everybody expected to see this the first few rounds. It didn't happen, so it was like, oh, maybe whatever. is this, And then he comes out, so it made it even more shocking because it wasn't like a slow build-up to. Right. It wasn't the first round. Mm-hmm. It was him just coming out in what, round three and throwing it down kind of out of nowhere in a way mm-hmm. co- com- if you look at his first two results. I don't know what happened to Justin Bogle in Moto Two, but Moto One he was unfreaking touchable. What the heck? We, when we yeah. saw him get out front, I was like, "Yeah, he'll lead some laps, and they'll probably eat him up." They never got close to him. It was he crazy. gapped everybody because Davalos had whole shot that Moto, and he went down. Surprise! And, and uh, maybe did somebody who somebody jumped out in front of Bogle at that point, maybe a little bit, and. Um, or I don't know, but anyways, when he got out front, he was gone. Somehow. Gone. And then he got off his bike afterwards. Didn't even look like he was tired. Yeah. They took a bunch of pictures of him on the podium. You could see. Wasn't breathing hard. And then, yeah, from what I hear from the interviews was that he basically was just so amped from the first moto win, it kind of killed him on that um, second moto. Like, basically. He wasn't that far off, though. I mean, he still he finished fourth overall, I think, and was only one point out of first because first and second were tied with, like, 42 or 43 points mm-hmm. right. and second and third and fourth were tied for 43 one point difference right so first second third and fourth were all one point apart so i mean he still was right there can, you know, can we back, just keep this going i don't care what we have to do just keep this kind of stuff no doubt. going. this is the best year of racing i've seen in a long time supercross and outdoors and i hope it keeps going you know even if it had a uh, baggett not passed tomac baggett still would have won the overall. yeah, yeah. even yeah. the lights i mean or 250 races i mean look at forkner went what two three was he got fourth podium. overall. Right. I mean, God, he was crazy. So bummed after. Yeah, that he was. Too. We we were at the pits after that and talking to him and his mom. And yeah, he was just he was not a happy person. So y'all's um, weekend y'all had there. What was like? I'll ask you first, Mark. Your your highlight of the weekend. The thing that like the the cherry on the top for you for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> probably getting uh just actually getting a credential because we almost didn't get one. It uh, we didn't realize that I had ha- I was supposed to have had to had to apply myself. Jamie, I thought we Jamie and I were both under the impression that what he did would would cover us both. Well, it only ended up covering him. So when I get there, I'm not on the list. So and we got lucky. We talked to the lady. She put us in touch with the guy who's in charge of that. We go and talk to him. He ended and, up being really cool. Yeah, and I had talked. He's the guy that I had talked to two months ago when I right. called him Exports, and he remembered. And he's like, "Man, if it's just one pass, no worry." And explained how it needs to be done in the future. But yeah, right. it's just a learning curve. But he, there was a moment where Mark, I mean, I come all the way up here, not going to get to go. He's, he was, you know, how Mark, Mark gets a little fired up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we spent, you know, it's uh, it, the show would be out some money. Yeah. So, right. but it worked out. I don't really know. I think just the whole weekend in general, I can't really pinpoint like one thing. 
Yeah, there right. was too yeah. many highlights. I mean, there wasn't one thing that like you said. For, that, uh, for me, for you, I'll, I'll I'll put it as like a group thing. It was literally now I have like fourteen new phone numbers for top level riders in my phone that I'm like. I could text these dudes if I wanted to, yep. you know, I'm not gone, so but, it, but they're just like, yeah, they're so cool. You know, Hey man, we do a show. Can we get your number? Talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Talking to those guys was all cool. Um, I think probably one thing that stood out for me was after the press conference, I'd asked a question and we, when we were walking out, he's like, look at dark side asking a question. I was like, yeah. that's cool. How did yeah. we just know who I was? I mean, it was neat. We got to, uh, yeah. Uh, Matil Muskan, yep. uh, she was about as nice a human being as you could ever encounter. Really? Georgia Georgia Albertson, same yeah. thing. Just super awesome. Just yeah. very yeah. nice. Matil remem- remembered meeting me and Amber in the parking lot of Dallas two years ago because she parked right next her car was parked right next to Amber's car. We were walking out after the race, after the pits were closing down, and nobody was there. And I looked back and I was like, I think that's Matil. And then she just started giggling and we turned, I said, it is, you know, and she stood there and took pictures with us around the car and it was, yeah, well, sure. I will say that if you have somebody who looks bland like me, she wouldn't remember, but you kind of stand out. Maybe so. so I yeah. see her. I probably scared her a little bit. Well, yeah, Dark Side's <laughs> definitely somebody you're going to remember. I'll say this. My, you want to know the high point of my weekend? We got to chat with Kenny Watson uh, quite a bit, you know, RCA mm-hmm. tracing inside the rut. And uh, we had a really good talk with him. I'm not going to go into any of the details of what we talked about, but what an awesome dude that guy yeah, is. Really. I did not know I did not feel like he was going to be as cool as he was. Yeah, that's and cool. Genu- I mean, he's a genuine human. You can yeah. kind of tell that just from – but he's really neat. And he asked us when he could come on the show. Yeah. We didn't have to ask him. He's like, that's hey, I awesome. want to come on your show. I like so, that. Yeah. I want him to come on. I can't wait to talk to Kenny. Again. So we're, we're a new show at 30, 30 – it's our 33 episode. Uh, this is – 33 episode. It's our 33 episode. Oh, yeah. 33rd, yeah. TJ and his edu- educated is he? I know. It. It's every day. <laughs> Sale, sell. You got that? Are you, are you done yet? Yeah. Hey, I, so, I can. Before you, I Josh know you're about Grant to go somewhere, episode? but I can give you my low point. Yeah. That was uh, asking J Bone with uh, RCH. Yeah. How uh, Brock Tickle was. J Bone with JGR. You mean? See, man, I can't. I'm still. He, he gets confused. the Suzuki team yeah. confused. I mean, I, I try not to pay attention to Suzuki, but yeah. Anyway, so, I asked J Bone how Brock Tickle was, and he doesn't even ride for him. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, so he was, he was probably like, I guess he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You have to go ask him. Uh, lap times look good. So, our 33rd episode. How many people did you run into that actually have heard of the Moto X? A few. A few, yeah. Believe it or um, not, a few. Forkner's cool. mechanic, and there were some fans, and then like. Bob from Omaha was there, and um, Hal Simpson, who is a guy that calls in the pulp, and yeah, they talked yeah. about him. He, he actually called show. last night. You may not have gotten that far in. Yet. He yeah. actually called right before I did, and got like some get data stuff. Anyway, they both were there, and they hit me up. And another guy, um, can't remember his Twitter name, hit me up, and that's cool. Yeah, so Hal's a cool dude. We yep. go, we go to meet Hal. He's like, yeah, I'm at the KTM. Uh, Rig, yeah, we figured he's just staring. Nope, he's in there eating lunch with everybody. That's cool. Straight friends, up, friends with like Roger DeCoster. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, cool guy. That how uh, Bob from Omaha too, just a straight up funny yep. as hell guy. Awesome yeah. dude. Didn't realize how tall he was. He made Jamie look short. Well, and I saw the picture and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, who is this monster? It's obviously tall. not a rider. <laughs> yeah, but um, so obviously I need to continue to be pissed off at my kid for me spending all my money you know work for his race just make and him one and done this year you don't make it you're done yeah, yeah you don't it make wouldn't it, have done. been near as much fun if you'd come 
Oh my god! <laughs> uh, we would have never got Blake Baggett. No, I'm telling you guys, if you if you guys saw our group text, you would, some of y'all might be appalled at some of the things we say to each other. No, no, and some then of we the all laugh to me. And we well, well you, I yeah. cannot help that you open yourself up <laughs> and make it easy on us. But uh, anyways, so uh, guys, we got a, a good group of guests coming up tonight. Uh, Mr. Uh, 1990 125 national champion Guy Cooper will be on the line shortly. We're gonna chat with Sky Coop, see what he's got going on. Jamie and I got to chat with him quite a bit at Diamond Dons this year where he was hauling ass on a 50-year-old bike or yeah. whatever it was. And then we've got – I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's Paul uh, – from, from, from Moto Hub. Paul Moran – Huh? Oh yeah, I did. Uh, Paul uh, from Moto Morano Hub. from MotoHub.com will be we'll on. We're gonna we're gonna right. see what MotoHub's all about. Check that out again, guys. Big shout out Broadway Power Sports, Tyler Texas, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding, and Fab, and uh, our new honorary sponsor TPJ Racing. Ted Parks gave us the red carpet treatment this weekend. I don't Absolutely. know that there may not be a better or cooler human on earth than Ted Parks. That yeah. is a cool... Got a 36-pound cat that travels with him everywhere. This cat is <laughs> humongous. I did not know that. I mean, so you never know who you're going to run into hanging out with Ted because Ted's the man there. Yeah. Like, people, like, so we go in there, Charlie Bogart's just sitting in there with him, chilling. Yeah. This, we walked in, he was like, hey, I believe y'all know this guy. And Charlie goes, well, they should. They've interviewed me. And yeah. we're like, oh, crap, Bogey's in here, you know? That's cool. So we got to talk to him a little bit, took a selfie with both of them, and... Um, Man, that 10. Then we got to uh, chat with uh, Logan France. Yep. I yep. emailed Mr. France some pictures this Sweet. morning. I did and, that uh, last night. I sent him the ones I had last night, and he's already said how grateful he was and how much, how appreciative Logan was because he's really not a very well, you know, he's a, a young kid that's just coming up, and he couldn't believe that somebody even wanted to talk to him, and he was real appreciative. Got in the show, 450. He made yep. the motos, 450 on a awesome. bone stock. I think maybe he just had his suspension done. Bone stock, new CR 450. Yeah. I'm talking about right down to the handlebars that came. Well, yeah, on I had it. the stock graphics on it until uh, Friday morning, I think. Yeah. Oh wow. So, uh, but he rides really well, and uh, I think I feel like if he stays after it, he'll you'll start seeing him score some points, and he yeah. rides really good. Well, that's cool. So, uh, well, with that, let's get to our first guest. Coming up next, very very excited about this guest. He is the 1991-25 national champion. It's none other than Guy Cooper. Sky Coop, what's up, man? Not much. How's it going? Going well, going well. Yeah, awesome to have you on, man. I, I told you at Diamond Dons this year that growing up, you were my favorite rider. You you just sent it no matter where you were in the in the pack. You were like to me, you were like the Travis Pastrana of that era where even if you weren't having a good race, you were happy and you were showing what you could do for the crowd hitting all the big jumps, and it just, man, as a kid, that was the coolest thing. And somehow you can still walk, guy. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> well, sending it wasn't always the right thing to do back in the day. It, it cost me um, some paychecks, but all in all, it, it was uh, – I just enjoyed it, you know. I mean, that, that was what I always tried to relay was I'm out here, I'm having a good time, and of course you want to win, but you also want to have fun, and so – I look back on it wishing that I could do about, I don't know, 100 of those races over again, be a <laughs> right. little more serious. <laughs> right. And well. some, some of those times whenever, you know, you'd, you'd go, ah, I, I, you know, that little bit extra that you could fall on, um, and maybe now I'd be like, I might have had a little harder punch in the corner on that guy or whatever, you know, <laughs> just to... <laughs> I, I will tell you a story, though. Yeah. 
I was kind of the wrong end of the deal coming up through 84, 85, 86. You had people like Ross Rollerball Pedersen that knocked me down every chance he had. You had uh, Jim Hollywood, um, uh, Jim Holly. Yep. He, he was a factory Yamaha rider. I was a privateer guy and uh, you know, we, we had, it was tough out there. You'd try to get into the, um, run into them and I'd be the, the one on the ground. Well, two things happened. One, at Houston, they had a triple step up, and uh, Jim Holly was uh, right in front of me, and I was jumping to the top, and I thought he was too. Well, he he didn't. He only went two, and I'm going for three, and I'm <laughs> over him, and I'm just the typical coop wide open, but even more wide open, and he knew I was above him, and when he landed, he just shot off the track to the right, and... <laughs> So from then on, all I had to do was get behind him, hold it wide open, and jump right behind him, and he would just get out of my way. <laughs> That's awesome. So that that was one thing good, and the other the other point was, um, just sending it. Sometimes it would be nice to look back and go it. Um, sometimes to back off, you I could have had a better finish, but you you couldn't tell Travis Pastrana that you couldn't right. tell. Uh, I mean, I you know I liked watching um, Barsha when he was coming on um, six or seven years ago when things didn't matter and he just gave it his all. Yeah. Um, he was fun to watch then. He's not fun now to watch. But there's there's some guys out there that that um, this past weekend was fun to watch from um, you know some of the guys just that 250 class and the first well both motors really were really good and. In well, Colorado. Well, you're still not afraid to send it. A few years ago, when y'all raced that national at, head at Ironman, at Ironman, you were, <laughs> yeah. I mean, weren't you the first guy to jump that big triple? But I hate that track. The, the, <laughs> the jumps were good, but the ruts. I absolutely hate the new tracks. They are so rutted, and I don't know what. That's not motocross to me. That's a. Um, I agree. I, I don't know where they they got involved. Back when it was a muddy weekend, yeah, you'd get the the really bad ruts but you were thankful when you left the track yeah, yeah that's a bunch of crap and uh but there's no blue groove um fun tracks that are fast and it's a whole new element i i do know that um southwick that doesn't develop anything but you know constantly working its whole time so um that's that's a good track i always did good there but i like that one and then Unadilla, even though it does rut out, that's Unadilla. That's the way it's always been. Yeah. But but these other tracks, it would be so nice if they ran a ripper around it because you would see racing all the way through, and you would see less of a gap. And uh, I I said something to um, who was he the um, the owner of the track that's in Millville? Um, oh, John John, John Martin. Johnny Martin, yeah. I, I said, you know, these tracks suck now. You know, why are they so rutted and everything? And he goes, well, you know, my boy couldn't work his way up from a bad start if the tracks were easy. And I went, well, you don't want a bad start then. You know right, I mean? right, just, right. Um, uh, th but it's one of those things where I think the racing would be better for everyone. You know, you let the guy that's a privateer – um, run with the top guys for a while. You know, you get a good starter in there and they can run with it. But uh, these long tracks, that's going back to um, the, the uh, Legends race that was a few years ago. Uh, those ruts 
in one corner, my radiator shroud was dragging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. It's just ridiculous oh, how yeah. deep it was. Yeah, they get right. two and three so, feet now. Yeah, no fun at all. Right. Hey, guys, speaking of Unadilla, did you get to race old school Unadilla when it was ridden on once a year? And it was basically yes. gra- it, when it was just grass when you showed up in the just track grass. form naturally. And one year they had it where the year before was muddy, so it was really chopped out. They didn't do anything to it but plant it. That's and awesome. next year you've got two feet of grass covering the whole track with chuck holes and, oh, wow. and ruts. And, I mean, you're just your eyes were two inches round <laughs> going around the first lap not knowing what crater you are going to fall into. Oh, and man. you know it all works in because it's loamy and it and it develops. But um, yeah, I, I liked it whenever they would at least blade it all, replant it, and you'd go out there on a smooth grass track and you'd develop it for that day. I, I always rode better that way. Yeah, I like seeing that Diamond Don still still brings that element back to motocross. Yep. I don't know anybody else that does yep. it that way. I wish some of them would though. I'm with you. I like the way the tracks used to be as opposed to how they are now. Wait, yeah, and yeah, I, heard, the, I heard you were killing it out there at Diamond Dawn's. I had to work with Doc, my son. I had a race that weekend, and unfortunately, he's been killing me on me going to races this year, but I heard you murdered it out there. Well, I, I did all right in some of the classes, but I still got beat by Trampus. He got me good <laughs> on the 100. That was, an, that was an awesome race, though. Watching you guys... Yeah. Let me see. There's that right-hander after the start, and then there's that left-hander after that. Watching you swing out wide... Just full throttle, <laughs> never letting off, and then just into that rut. We were all, everybody there was just like dropping f bombs. They're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. You know, I, I actually thought you were going to catch him with another lap or two on the first moto. Well, I I don't know why they only ran us five or four laps the first moto. I was hoping for that five laps. Yeah. Um, and then the second moto, we knew that they were only going to do four, and uh, um, but still, I I didn't have much for him the second moto. The first moto, I definitely was catching him. Oh but, yeah. Um, it, it it's all good it's it's fun racing diamond dons is if if uh, the people who are listening haven't ever been that's a good one to go to especially the guy that's 40 to 60 years old he will see every motorcycle that he ever thought of back in the day i yeah. mean montesses and bull tacos and pentons and um cz's mako's there it's everything there it's awesome now you've got a you've got a stable full of bull tacos do you not well, I ride for the Bull Taco guys. Uh, uh, Easy Jim out of Missouri has yeah, a stable full of Bull Tacos. And I, back when I turned 50, I prepped a Penton and went down and rode. And uh, the Bull Taco guys came down and said, hey, you want to ride a Bull Taco? Well, my parents sold Penton and Bull Taco, Honda and Kawasaki. Uh, so I didn't feel like I was a trader. And I said, yeah, I'll ride a Bull Taco. I don't have to put gas in it. And it's all prepped for me. Yay! <laughs> You're right. Well, guy's got it. Guy has got probably every part you would ever need for uh, an old Suzuki. I've been to like just pipes yes. lined up. Just, just I mean, it's it's unreal. You could probably build about five bikes easily out of what you got. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff there, but um, it, it's amazing what it takes to build a complete bike. <laughs> right. So, guy, you but been... on the Indian side of it, have you been? Uh, I, I don't know if everybody that was that, that's in your circle there that yes. knows that. Um, you know, my parents, my dad got married in 1952, and they took their honeymoon on Indian motorcycles. My dad was an Indian dealer from 1948, and he just loved the vertical twin scout and warrior motorcycles. And so, truly, he tore apart, 
I tore apart about 15 motorcycles and I have restored three of them. And Wanda, my wife and I, and my nephew, Dennis, uh, we took a thousand mile, six day journey on those bikes. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I was following that on Instagram and on Facebook, man, some of the pictures, like I think you guys took a wrong turn or something, had to go down a long ways down a gravel road. Well, we were were at our dinner stop or our lunch stop and uh, one of the guys that we're riding with us said, hey, check this road out. It's got more curves than 270 that goes to Mina. And I go, that looks awesome. Okay. And it appeared to be like it was a paved road. Well, (laughs) about six or seven miles into it, it said uh, construction ahead. Well, the construction really meant they tore the pavement out and we did about four or five miles of, of gravel, which the old Indians had trials, 318 trials tires. So Wanda and I were right at home, but we had family and friends that were on gold wings. Oh yeah. Um, Indian, uh, modern street bikes and stuff. And they kind of cussed us a little bit, but you know, (laughs) my mom and dad rode their thousand miles was probably more on dirt road and gravel road than it was on paved road. So it kind of, I was going right to ask back. you how that was riding that old uh, vintage style street bike with all those other bikes. I mean, was it a, I mean, was it like, a- I geared it as tall as I could. I went to a 20 counter tap counter shaft sprocket and a 41 rear, which was, Jeez, um, it, oh, I know it was geared tall. <laughs> so it would go 60 down the road. Oh, okay. It had a, my, my warrior had a vibration to it and I probably should have had the crank balanced for you know the heavy um high compression pistons because my dad had some eight to one high compression dome pistons and i put those in thinking oh performance right well if you're in the dirt and you're you know on short courses it would be no big deal but down the highway when you'd get up into that 50 50 to 60 mile an hour range man it it shook your shook your teeth you know so i'd i'd try to like go under under a load and accelerate up to about 60 and then coast back down. So everyone <laughs> behind me who is, they were mad at me. I'm like going fast or slow, fast or slow. <laughs> but I, I just thought if I had that vibration and left it in there that, you know, it'd shake the bike into. Well, what were but the highlights? Was fun. What was the highlight of that trip for you? Did you have a particular event that was just the best part of it? Um, no, it's just, you know, each day it, it was fun. You know, I, I think the Talamina drive, and um, the uh, uh, robber's cave, which was two of the things that they really posted on there. Uh, my mom, uh, if, if people haven't um, followed us, it's called um, Indian Tribute Ride. And if you look on Facebook or Instagram, and so you can kind of get caught up on it. But um, my mom wrote a letter to her sister when she got back from that trip and talks about the places they went to. Oh, wow. And you know, so the Talamina Drive and Robbers Cave and Hot Springs, um, Fort Smith, you know, the, we got to be on the same roads they were on. And granted, they're all paved and they're real nice now. Yeah. But some of that stuff was really neat. When I mean, we go in the, to Robbers Cave and you're, we saw a picture of a tree with a slanted rock and that goes into the cave. And so we tried to post the same pictures, you know, like, wow, we were you know, it's 65 years later and we're right here. Holy cow. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah. Pretty neat. Any, uh, any plans to do any more racing, uh, dirt bike wise coming up for you? I don't have any plans. I'd like to go the, uh, vintage race that's down South by Houston. What is that? Oh, um, Rio Bravo. Rio Bravo in, in November, December. 
there's talk about the bull taco guys going to that one so oh, cool. if they go down there i'm sure they'll twist my arm to come down yeah i shattered my collarbone there last april or not this not uh last year 16 yeah i never i never raced that there was a time when i raced houston the astrodome right and then there was a race there and i went over and for some reason i don't know if i I probably crashed and was sore the next day because I remember watching the race. You know, I've been there, but yeah. I haven't raced. They still um, have it pretty old school, uh, vintage style. That's there what was, I've heard. Yeah, there wasn't any really huge good. jumps or anything. I just I caught I cross rutted in a wide open sweeper and you know head shake went over the bars, landed on my shoulder. That was it. Yep, it happens. Oh, it does, especially when you're not very good. Uh, <laughs> guy, I've got a story for you. 93 Dallas Supercross. I remember during, during the opening ceremonies, they had you mic'd up, and uh, you rode around. They had you know, very, various different riders that had been introduced, placed around the track, and you guys did a, la you know, did a lap or two, and you were talking about the track, this and that. I remember that being cool. But the main event that night, you almost didn't make it. I don't know. That's you, right. Yeah, I remember it being – the, the, everybody's lined up for the 250 main event and then by the, the last second you you haul ass get up on the line and the and the crowd just went insane everybody went ballistic yeah. and, i was uh, thinking that with all that adrenaline that could have been my night and i didn't get the start i was wanting but um it, yeah it's one of those things on the parade lap it broke the reed valve um and i've had a reed break but not very often and but I knew it. the second that thing went bull raw and died, I went, oh crap! And so, raced back, told the mechanic, they're calling up to the to someone that was out in the pits and they're grabbing parts. And we didn't take the bike all the way to the truck. They met in the in the hallway, you know, going the tunnel, up the ramp. Yeah. And they did the they did the work right there. But and we were watching, you know, the two minute card, and you know, they're giving us as as much time as they could. And they probably gave us a few extra minutes because you know the the crowd. The crowd and uh, AMA, they liked me back in the day. Right. So. Definitely. Yeah, there was no louder cheers than, than what you got. I mean, this is Damon Bradshaw, Jeremy McGrath, and I promise you Guy Cooper got the loudest cheers. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. in that instance, but just in general, too. Like, yeah. You know. Well, Dallas, yeah. That, that, you're a hometown boy there, of course. That was my local track. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. it didn't work out like I was hoping. <laughs> I was in Japan one time, and on the parade lap – Matasevich forgot to turn his gas on and he goes for the triple and the bike goes boah in the air, big crash, bent the bars. He's sitting on the line, they're changing bars. Um, you know, same type of thing. They're, yeah. they're trying to get the race going. So as they're buttoning everything up, the card goes up, he whole shots and wins the race. So that's what's in my mind going, Oh yeah, this is it. You know, <laughs> you know, come from something that's a adverse thing and turn it around. But no, nah, it never happened for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a that was a cool race. That was my first experience getting to watch you race live, and uh, you made it exciting for me. Well, didn't y'all yeah. both say y'all were both there? I was there that year. Yeah, yeah, but, the, yeah. Two of these guys were actually there watching the race. That's pretty cool. That is pretty yeah. neat. Our paths wouldn't cross for twenty three more years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's, well, uh, I guess my first memory of Cooper was nineteen ninety Anaheim. Uh, was my very first ever Supercross. And there was like these two little doubles, which back then they seemed huge, but I watched it recently and they weren't near as big as I remember. <laughs> but but you were quadding this thing. And I remember being on the other side of the stadium and just seeing this bike, you know, getting massive air compared to everybody else. And I was like, who is that guy? And that was it. Once I figured out that was Guy Cooper, Guy Cooper was my guy from then on. 
That was just awesome. Yeah, you're sitting here with like three super fans. So yeah. basically, yeah. <laughs> like we were all sitting here but, before you came on, before we call you going, oh, yeah, remember this and this? Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, another another one from that year, uh, Oklahoma City Supercross 1990, that big triple. Wow, was that ever hot? Yeah, oh, yeah, it looked it. I remember them saying on the TV how hot it was, and it was dry. And how big was that triple? Because there wasn't very many guys jumping. Of course you were. But you're, now, are you talking the one that had the real steep backside? Yeah, the real tall, it, you know, it's more yeah, of a the real step tall one, up. It wasn't, you know, I was seat bouncing that in first gear. <laughs> really? I First gear wide open with the seat bounce. It would like just, it was an elevator jump. You know, you're going almost straight up. Yeah, it was a triple almost, step Or up. like a big. high jump, you know, and then I could land the backside. And if the other guys were in second, they'd absorb it and it would they'd over jump land on flat ground mm-hmm. so that was a fun one just a seat bounce first gear and it'd pop me right up and over i think a lot of and I, what i remember there was a lot of guys that either they were either doubling it uh, you know doubling up it and going over the single or just like Loraco or a couple guys just clipping the top you were just downsiding that dude every lap just perfect very cool. Yeah, you, you, there's a there's just a million Guy Cooper stories, just stuff that you would do that <laughs> were just insane. And so, Guy, when when I first met you, it had to do with the pit bike stuff. And I'm curious, what? How did you get? How did that whole extreme deal come about? Um, I turned forty in 2002, and right. I was looking for sponsors. And a friend of mine just posted it on the web that I was looking for sponsors. And Lane Smith with, yeah. with Extreme said, um, you you know, you want to be sponsored by a Chinese. And at the time, they sold scooters and four-wheelers. Right. And so I, we took their scooters and four-wheelers and put them on display at, at the races. And at the end of the year, Lane took Wanda and I to China. And he had in the back of his mind, let's build this little Honda 50 copy. And I wasn't really into the uh, pit bike thing, but... Kenny Bartram, my nephew, yeah. and Dennis Hodson both had Honda 50s, and they were roached. Their forks were bent, their handlebars <laughs> were wasted, and they were, you know, at, that was right at the turning point of people putting money into their Honda 50s. Right. And so I agreed with the, that'd be pretty cool, but if we get if we're gonna do it, let's do a lot of changes to it. And that's where the Extreme 107 came out. Yeah. It was a pile of crap when it first came out. <laughs> we all know. That, um, had they listen to us and done like the 88 or the last version of the 90 that they came out with. Right. Those were really good. But at the beginning they would, Oh, the frames would be in. They were just every single thing on the thing. The first 20 bikes that came in, they had had 28 hole rims with 32 spoke hubs. Oh my so there'd be a, a hole in the hub and they just bend a spoke and go to a new spot on the rim. And so they're, they were cutting and, and threading oh, wow. the spoke. Oh, they I were terrible. Those... And because they did that, the dish would be wrong. So they, each wheel would have its own spacer. Well, Wanda and I, um, picked the, <laughs> the bikes up from the, uh, San Diego Harbor, yeah. wherever it was. And we, and we were building them to go showcase it at the national. And so I was going to assembly line them, you know, put all the crates out and that way you can throw all the cardboard away. And so I'm putting everything out. Well, I didn't realize each bike, that wheel fit that bike. Oh, wow. So I, as I'm putting them together, this wheel doesn't fit. So I'm trying to adjust the dish of the wheel and the, you know, the spokes yeah. were all cut wrong. Oh, it, 
there was quite a few cuss words on those oh, first man. few that came in. <laughs> yeah, because I remember we got we went out there and did that that bar race out there with um, we I mean a bunch of guys showing up there. That was that was crazy. Oh, it was so much fun. It that the tumbleweeds here in Stillwater. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that was probably the height of, of my fun for the pit bikes was whenever it was the guys coming in and we hanging out. Um, I don't know. Did you ever come to one of the Pimp and Ho parties? Yes, the Pimp and Ho parties. Oh, that and sounds then, like my yeah. kind of party. <laughs> Mark uh, would have, yeah, most of Mark would have definitely loved that. But they, <laughs> yeah, um, we went there and then we had shooting a video that was, I can't remember the name of that movie. Attack of the Fitties. That's it. Because I think the main part for me in that movie was me laying on the ground with my knee blown out there on your backtrack. <laughs> I actually I was watching little uh, parts of it the other day because a friend of mine uh, he sent a letter or sent a thing going I'm watching you on YouTube it's Attack of the Fitties I go no way is that so on, is that on, on YouTube I'm gonna have to watch that you can see parts of it there's not any full ones right. on there but yeah it's still out there guy what would you say probably uh, a career highlight best memory something along those lines what would you say that is for you you know. Pe- uh, we get, I get asked that a lot and I, one week it'll be something next week. It'll be something else. You know, (laughs) I I used to say that racing is racing and some of the old school, what the reason why something clicks, why you think it's so good and why you want to keep doing it. And I would say that when I was just turned pro and I'm riding, riding the local races, and Dennis Daft is on a Yamaha, and I'm on a Kawasaki 125, and we're at 50, uh, not 50, not Douglas, the uh, Interstate Raceway. It's a it's a racetrack right downtown Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and down the back straightaway, we're friends. It's for money, but we're also, I'm not going to take him out. He's not going to take me out, and we're, we have been battling. I mean, like, serious battling through this whole moto, and we go down this straightaway, and we're side by side, and it's a fifth gear straight, and it goes into a one-line trees around it, you know, so it could be ugly if, if somebody took the other guy out going into this corner. And so I didn't want to back out. He didn't want to back out. It's coming to that point. Well, at the same time, both of us chop the throttle, and it's like, you know, you can go. Well, we're still side by side because both of us chopped at the same time. And we came to a crawl before we realized, hey, there's, we can start battling again. You know, our right. speeds aren't 60 miles an hour. They're 10. And uh, so at, at the end of the moto, we just started laughing about it. Like, no, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> so, um, but that's racing, you know. Yeah. I mean, when, you're, when you can – I think one of my other best times ever was a lot of guys didn't like John Michelle Bale. But John Michelle Bale and I could race side by side – and there was no intention of takeout. Now, I did take him out a few times, but he knew <laughs> that I, I, I've always been known for uh, not being able to stay in the same line twice, you know? So <laughs> my brother was really, really good. He was kind of like, he was like a John Michelle Bale or a Damon Huffman, right. um, a David Bailey, really smooth. And, you know, you could paint his tires on the, on the track and there'd be one line at the end of the moto. You know, mine, for some reason, if you had eight laps, I'd have 15 lines. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I didn't stay straight. I didn't, I couldn't, uh, I was just wide open. And so, yeah, I've, I've taken out 
Jeff Stanton and, and John Michelle Bale and, and friends. And at the end of the day, I'd still go eat with them at the restaurant and it would be like, you know, they'd be a little bit upset over it, but they knew it wasn't intentional. Right. And so that's whenever uh, this round two, I've got a picture of it at, uh, it used to be in Florida, the opener, and then it would go to California, Hangtown. Yep. I've got a picture of Hangtown of, of um, John Michelle Bale and myself, and we are within inches of each other, and we race that way all day, and it, there wasn't an intentional there, – there, I wasn't trying to take him out. He wasn't taking yeah. me out, and we had a great race. Yeah, that makes for good. That makes for a, a fun race when you could battle somebody you trust and be elbow yeah. to elbow and not have that fear, is this guy going to do something dumb? Yeah. Hey, Bradshaw th- kind of changed some of that whenever he came into play in, in 1989. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but, you know, back to my story about getting taken out a lot. When, when Bradshaw came in, I had uh, Chris Smith, a buddy of mine, Steve Bayless, all locals here in Stillwater. Whenever Bradshaw started doing all that, I had those guys come out, and we called it the Damon game. I had a 30-minute <laughs> moto I had to put in. But their intent was is to cut in front of me, cut the track to, so they always are in front of me and try to take me out, you know, brake check <laughs> me and all that. And, oh, Chris Smith and I, we've had some hellacious coll- collides and, and uh, over the bars because he's a big old burly guy. Right. And uh, he would just, uh, you know, you could call him a dumbass because he'd pull right in front of me and I'd be <laughs> going way too fast to get stopped. But it learned. I learned a lot from it is like, all right, now, so from then on, if you go back to Bradshaw's demise of his supercross, it wasn't the last round. It really happened at Pontiac, Michigan, Pontiac, Michigan. I'm in second. He's come way from the back of the pack into third and he's catching me. And he, instead of setting me up and passing me, he's going to go for the takeout. And you know how on the start straight, say you do the bowl turn and then it comes down the start straight and it gives you like 40 feet to turn in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He comes straight down the inside. And as I'm hitting the bowl turn, I hear this bike wide open. I look over my shoulder and there he is coming at my wheels. He's just going to clean my clock. So right when he hits me, I let go of my bike and just with my arm, drag him right to the ground. (laughs) So our bikes actually go underneath us. They're over the berm, and me and him are on the inside of the berm. We have to get up, run to our bikes, and we finish what should have been podium finishes. Right. Um, turn out to be eighth and tenth or whatever. Well, those are the points that he needed to win that championship. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, he kind of fell off uh, at the the LA round that year, I guess it was. But uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, people I, blame I, me for that. But you know, <laughs> I wasn't going to let him around me. But he really never put a wheel on me. He, right. You know, his wheels fell off before he caught me. True that. True that. Hey, did you ever uh, go and personally thank Chicken for letting you buy for the 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 national championship? We had dinner. I don't. It was probably three or four years later, and uh, we we because I. I always did respect him for a good writer. Right. Um, I hated his attitude. You know, it was a sure. little bit of that. I, I'm not going to say metal militia because it was before all that stuff, but he had that just, you know, inflated ego. Attitude. So we're sitting at a restaurant and I'm telling him, I go, you know, why aren't you this nice to whenever the uh, people are, the, you know, an interviewer or whatever, you know, if you were nice, wouldn't you think that'd be a lot better? 
and about that time he knocked his drink over, threw the <laughs> F word out real loud, and then I'm like, going, whoa, and he goes, that's what they pay me to be. And I was oh, like, wow. no, they don't. That's that's what he thinks. You yeah, know, yeah. To be that, and it's like I hated that attitude. I, but, I, I believe he still has that attitude today. Yeah. Well, um, he's he made a lot of money at doing what he was doing. True. And, uh, yeah. I, I think he's enjoying life. So right. yeah, I think he is. You know, I think Chicken's still doing what Chicken does. <laughs> Even <laughs> at his age, he's just he's just doing the same thing. Yeah. All right. Are we there? Yeah. I'm here. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought it sounded yeah. like cut out for a second. Yeah, quiet. Mark's always worried about people not hearing him because he's got like a girly voice. Yeah, that, that's that's totally it, TJ. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, TJ race quads. Sorry, but uh, hey, guy, we really appreciate you coming on that. We won't keep you any longer. I'm sure you got better things to do than talk to us idiots. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for 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 doing this and talking with us. And I can't tell you, I will probably remember every single word you said tonight. All right. Well, thank you very much. And also, by the way, thank you for the. Uh, beer goggles and glasses. They came in just after the ride, but I still got them. Yeah, I'll be out for the next ride. When I got, I you know that week when I had talked to you, I I couldn't get a hold of Rich. He's got some, like we we've talked about some stuff going on with this kid, and they've been doing a lot of rehab. And he got back with me, I think, on that Monday, and you guys were leaving out Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, he also he said look, those things aren't safety wise are not really going to take a rock. They're cheap sunglasses, but. But he sent you some anyway, but he didn't feel like they would be safe for you to ride in. Well, I was out front the whole time. No, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have been fine. <laughs> but I'm glad you got him. And, yeah, just um, if you need anything else and can't get a hold of Rich, just, yeah, get a hold of me, and we'll get it taken care of. All right. Well, thank you very much, and I enjoyed the talk. Thank, thank you, guys. We later, appreciate man. it, man. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later. Ya. 1990 125 national champion guy airtime cooper well i tell you what i've said this before but i really feel like my life is complete now <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've talked to the man like he is the man and you know uh i didn't think the chicken question was gonna get asked but that was pretty good <laughs> dark side dark side dark side dark side he, i mean guy admitted that chicken <laughs> let him go no that's a everybody knows that's what happened i think because he was like he said it in an interview he goes chicken was like if you get out in front of me, he goes, I'll, I'll keep them behind you. He goes, because I like you better than I like Mike. Yeah, Talk about right. Kudrowski. Yeah, I like yeah. you better than I like him. So, uh, But, hey, man, so that's why you don't make enemies on the track. Right. Right there. And, and we speak, spoke about Damon Bradshaw. is as legendary and awesome as the Beast is. And I love Damon Bradshaw, but he, he had no friends out there. That's right. And you have a guy like Cooper who, mm -hmm. you know, Super nice guy, always having out there to have fun, and well, that shows you. Even when he hit guys, they still liked him, <laughs> right? You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So yeah. that shows you how awesome he was. But guys, we're gonna go to commercial break again. Before we do that, uh, we're we're gonna have a giveaway tonight—a pair of shock socks. We'll tell you how to win that when we come back. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks. The original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, 
their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welling and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welling and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Moto X Pod Show again. Big shout out Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab, and TPJ Racing. Coming up next, we're going to talk to the owner of the Motohub.com, Phil Majorano. Phil, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. So, Phil, tell us a little bit about the Motohub.com. For our listeners that are not familiar with it, tell, tell us a little bit about what, what you guys do. Uh, basically, it's a uh, free social network for motocross people only, for the motocross community. Uh, we have motocross tracks, product vendors. We're doing uh, live Q&A sessions with pro riders. Uh, we have a classified section, a tech talk section, a stolen bike section. Uh, users can create their own groups. It's uh, free to join. And uh, it's been going pretty good since then, you know, since we kicked it off on April 1st. So it's it's, it's uh, a better version of what we see on Vital MX minus the Vitards, right? It's uh, it's like Facebook without all the BS, basically. I like that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No drama. How many, no drama. How many uh, uh, I, I followers or how many people do you have? In, uh, I'm not sure what the term would be. You know, He's probably signed being, up. Yeah, how many, how many users do you have? Yeah, users. There you go. We're, we're just topping out at about 400 now. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's real good. Right on. So, and how long have has the uh, the MotoHub.com been in existence, so to speak? Uh, we started on April first. We launched it on April first, and uh, started going uh, gung ho and Supercross commercials. Uh, that's when we started picking up most of the followers. We ran a couple commercials during Supercross on Fox and Fox Sports One, and uh, we also advertise on Instagram. So that's we've been picking it up slow and steady. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You guys are rocking and rolling already, then. So yeah, I did see that you had uh, uh, Blake Wharton on there for the stuff like that. Who all else do you have plans for coming on for the Q and A uh, stuff? 
we had uh, Blake Warren, we had Zach Williams, we got uh, Tyler Brandenberger tomorrow night. He's a kid that lost his leg and he still rides, uh, still races. Uh, awesome. Then we have Sean, Sean Lapinovich, we have uh, Jesse Wetland, yeah. uh, Michael Moseman, and Tony Archer scheduled straight through uh, the beginning of July. Moseman, that kid's doing good. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing real good, yeah. yeah. So they, um, so like right now, like, so people want to get on there. What do they have to do? Is they just sign into a certain chat room, or how does that work? Uh, if they go to the motohub.com, they can register for free just using their email. Like, uh, it's an approval-only based uh, website. So basically, I see it and uh, we approve it, while making sure everybody's legit and they're only motocross people. And uh, they'll get an email back, and boom, they're in. Oh, cool. So there's not going to be anybody just signing on trying to sell. Exactly. Like, yeah, some kind of trying, sex to, trying to sell essential oils and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we do have advertising spots, but those are approval based only. And we talk with them about a contract that they want to advertise on the site. We have a you know, pretty, pretty flexible budget for people to get in there and advertise their businesses as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because, and the good thing with that, and people who are listening know this, people who are listening to this show, they're moto people. They, they want motocross I guess you say advertisement. They listen to those. They pay attention to those and support the people who support, you know, the shows or like the Moto Hub, which, which is which is awesome for it to be out there. That it's just like basically a motocross only community, and you don't have to see what your aunt is doing when you go and check <laughs> right. Facebook. Or whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you can get on there and talk about dirt bikes with other people that are going to talk about dirt bikes. Exactly. Where yeah. are you? Where well, are you? Cool. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jamie. No, that's not Phil. Go ahead and say what you're. I interrupted. Uh, you. No, I was basically agreeing with you. You know, it's better than uh, you know going out there and seeing stuff that you don't want to see. And it's cool because we have different facets of motocross. We got enduro riders in there, some trials riders, some GNCC riders, and uh, motocross. So it's pretty cool to see the whole spectrum come together. Right. Where are you based out of? Uh, we're in Connecticut. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that that, that if I'm going to get on and interact with people socially that we're just going to talk moto do this and the only protein powder somebody's going to try to sell me is probably rhino power which is good because that's that's moto stuff you know what i mean i don't want to buy your advocare or whatever else but uh i do i do want to to go on the motohub.com i do want to start meeting people on there interacting and uh and just talking about dirt bikes i'm going to talk about dirt bikes so i'm blue in the face anyways that's the reason we're doing this podcast and the reason we live our lives basically well that's the whole reason why we did this is we thought maybe if we talked about dirt bikes on a on an internet show enough mark would talk about something else but it doesn't help no, no, it doesn't work right? it's not gonna, it doesn't there's work. only one other thing i talk about we won't get into that on here so. but um so phil what is your background in motocross how or in motorcycles in general how did you first discover motocross and how old were you uh, my son wanted to race when he was uh, nine years old, so uh, we started getting into that. And when we started going trackside, I said we should start some kind of business here to to help out with the uh, you know the cost of racing and everything. Sure. Uh, I started a company called Get Dirty MX. Uh, we were a clothing company, and uh, I took that pretty far. We went with the ATV Nationals. We had weaning running uh, our helmets. We had uh, you know some good good things going with uh, Mun Racing for Supercross with their team. They were running our helmets and wearing our apparel. And uh, when he stopped racing, uh, basically that kind of fizzled out, and I sold off the business to a guy in Kansas. So you weren't, yeah. you didn't grow up racing or riding then. Huh? It was your son that got involved. No, he was involved, and he got me gung ho in it. Now you know, it's just been a passion of mine ever since. Is he still involved in it? <laughs> he rides uh, recreationally now. He's not into racing anymore, but he still rides uh, every okay. weekend with his buddies. Well, cool. Yeah. So how is the riding scene in Connecticut? 
pretty slow. Because um, <laughs> you don't ever hear nothing about you don't hear some some top amateur well, you do coming know, out. Of yeah. You do know that Connecticut has a, a national champion in, in their paddock, Doug Henry. Oh, I did not realize yeah. that. Yeah, yes. that, that Doug Henry. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony LaRusso is on the site. He uh, runs Rocky Hill uh, Connecticut Motocross. He, oh, okay. That's the only the only yeah. track in Connecticut. He's on the site and. Oh, wow. uh, I'm not sure, but I think that might be their last year that they're going to be able to run that on that land. So we'll see what happens there. So there's only the, one track in the whole state. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah, you might need to move, man. Yeah, Texas. <laughs> we've got about I think within an hour drive, we got about seven tracks here. Yeah, we got yeah. a bunch of tracks here. You have you have as many tracks as uh, Florida has Eckerd's and CVS's probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. You guys got to get down here to Texas. We got plenty of places to ride, and uh, that's awesome. But uh, we'll tell you, future plans for the MotoHub.com. Just keep growing it. Keep. Is there anything you're going to evolve else you're going to evolve into with? You're just going to yeah. keep rocking it the way we it got, is. Yeah, we got a ton going on. Uh, we just finished the Android app version, so uh, people with Android can uh, download an actual app rather than going on the website. Uh, we got T-shirts that just came in today that we were taking inventory of, getting ready to uh, go trackside. We got uh, we have six, five or six trackside events we're going to be doing. We're doing a Gotham MX. We're doing Diamondback MX. We're doing the Southwick National. We're doing Hurricane Hills. We're doing the Unadilla National, and um, we'll be raffling off a KLX uh, 110 throughout those events too. That's awesome. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. I love it's just to spread spread the word. Bring some T-shirts, you know, and uh, get get people involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely need to get all our listeners. They need to sign up and check it out and get involved. I mean, just one more one more way to stay in touch with the community. Definitely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Phil, I know you're a busy guy. We won't keep you any longer, but thank you for coming on the show and uh, and, and explaining to us, uh, you know, about, a little bit about your product, and uh, we'll keep pushing it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, before we uh, – what TJ was telling me about you, I was at a week or two ago, one of the shows, I just straight up started talking about it, and uh, I was like, <laughs> this sounds awesome. I don't know anything about it, but it sounds like something guys need to do, and uh, so, yeah, looking forward, yep. to it. looking forward to the future. I'll get signed up right. tonight. Yeah, I appreciate me, it. Thank you. Hey, if Darkside is going to get on the website, it's going to blow up. So you oh may want to make sure the servers oh are on. Don't listen I'll to these guys. I'll turn the spam filter up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil. We'll uh, see you later, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Phil Majorano, the, the Moto, Moto Hub. The It's not MotoHub.com. They'll send you to China. Go to uh, the MotoHub.com. Get yourself signed up. Create an account. Don't be a dick on there and uh, don't try to sell essential oils. Yeah, and it's like it's like going to, uh, you're looking for like, <laughs> well, my son was looking for uh, cams for his bike at one point in time. So mm-hmm. he just typed in hotcams.com. That is not. Oh. Hot Cam's website. Hot com- well, you should have known that if you listened to the Pulp Show. Well, they, no, they... he did that. I'm saying, uh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I go to Hot Cam's all the time. <laughs> Hotcamsinc.com. No, yeah. no, no. Hot Cam's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to know. But I don't want to know what kind of <laughs> what kind of stuff you guys are watching. All right, guys. Remember, we mentioned earlier uh, we're going we're gonna to give away a pair of shock socks. Here's how you can win. Now, if you've won prior, you can't win. I don't want to bring any names, but if you've already won them, <laughs> you can't win these. These are for somebody else, okay? <laughs> our our first guest tonight was Guy Cooper. In what year did 
did Guy Cooper win the 125 National Championship? Hey, can I win? No. Me- message us on Facebook. Message us on our Instagram. Tweet at us. Whatever. The first person to get the correct answer to us, no matter what it is, wins. And uh, you'll probably be able to pick what color you want as long as Shand has them in stock, which I'm sure he will. He sells a shitload of those things. But, uh, yeah, pair of shock socks. Guys, you need shock socks for your forks, all right? Yep. Nobody likes leaky forks hills. Put those things. Clean your bike up. Put them on there. That way, when you go to a sand track, especially, those are notorious for busting fo- fork seals. Hey, you're good. You keep them good. You wash them. You take them off, wash the f- forks again, put them back on, and you're good to go. Hey, guess um, if it got people who listen and don't win, I'm almost 100% could put money on it, guarantee that you'll be able to get some at the uh, regional coming up here at Freestone, not this weekend, but next. Well, you should go buy a set anyways, but we'll let yeah. you have a free set as well if you get the If answer you can right. win one. The one person. Yep. And and you need to go uh, check out MX Girl uh, Designs and get you some graphics because go. everybody needs new sick graphics and she does the, just incredible work. And there's still a possibility that I may pay forty dollars towards somebody if it hasn't happened yet. One of, one of you dorks needs to do that. Come on, guys, get you get you forty bucks off a fresh yep. set of graphics. Come on, I could do it, but I'm not eligible. Otherwise, I'd already done it already. Yeah, I'll be screwed because you are cheap. I charge yeah. you an extra forty. You charge me an extra forty. But go, <laughs> go, y'all give y'all call or text Cha Cha. Yeah. Get get her to get get some graphics going for you. Go visit uh, Carl York at York Welding and Fab. Let's just say you bust your you bust your uh, subframe. What do you got? I'm listening. No, not no. yet. It, you, let's say you, you crack your subframe, bend it. He can fix that for you. You got a, a steel or aluminum frame bike, you crack it. He can fix it for you. Barbecue and, pits. And he'll line it up correct. Ge- oh, yeah, ge- you know, get the geometry correct on it to where the bike will still track straight. <laughs> and uh, you need a barbecue grill. Hey, he can do it. You need a welding bed for your truck. You're a professional welder. He builds the crap out of those things. Yep. If you think motorcycle about it. Motorcycle trailer? Motorcycle trailer. Does not work. Huh? It's artwork. His it's welding. Artwork. It's artwork. It's really good. So if you need that, then again, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. They have a full line of of Fox Shift gear. They've got just one helmets. They've got Fox helmets. They've got goggles. I won't mention the brand because Darkside will get pissed. They'll. Uh, they've <laughs> I'm got working on getting Oak, X brand in there. Oakley sunglasses. They've got Kawasaki dirt bikes, Yamaha dirt bikes, Suzuki dirt bikes, street bikes. What are those? The uh, slingshot, the thing. weird slingshot thing. They've got. So, they still got, want to drive one. Well, of they those. got a lot of side by sides because this is kind of that area of the woods that folks like those things. So any, any, any of the, any of those. Go get them. Go shock socks. Go visit shock socks. Get them at your local dealer. That even if your dealer doesn't carry them, they'll have a distributor that does, and they can order you a set and get it in. You won't have to pay any shipping. They can get it to you the next day, more than likely. A Broadway Power Sports. Who you need to go see for those, uh, yep. and uh, and support TPJ Racing and the racing efforts this yeah. year and beyond and uh, ted parks is as good of a person as you could ever want to meet and he's helping these guys get to the races he told jamie and i this weekend next year is going to be a lot bigger yeah wow and if you go if you go to a national go see teddy go down there and ask for him he'll he'll probably come out of the motorhome tell him that we're talking about him on the moto x pod show let him know that we're uh you know we're very thankful for what he's done for us and yeah, next year, 2018 is going to be big for TPJ. He's going to even have some arena cross guys. Yep. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're doing it big. They're going to have they had nine riders in Supercross. They're going to have 15 next year. What? 15 is what he said. Well, I know he five changed, arena cross. I know they changed the name to the it's professional journey. professional journey. He, I know yep. he's wanting to make a step up, and yep. obviously, it sounds like he's got some big things in the works. They're not messing around. They've got a whole big pressure washer set up to deal with guys washer. I'm talking about a big blow up tent. They got pressure washing. You go in and wash your bikes. You you know it's it's a it's a professional deal. 
and should be treated as such and respected wow. as such. So, guys, again, thanks for listening. Uh, TJ Smith, Dark Side, Muscle Mark, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See ya.